This is Family Time 101. We are in the triple digits. Kind of crazy. We will be probably always, this will probably just be in the triple digits until we don't do the family time anymore. It'll be kind of interesting to see. I thought it was kind of fun to hit that landmark of having done 100 of these family time social emotional learning videos, units, having had 100 of these formal discussions with my students and all of my classes. And then I was, was thinking about that, like hitting the four-digit mark, meaning a thousand family times. And I was like, wow, okay, I, I do the family time curriculum with the school year. So we usually, the last couple of years, we've gotten, I think, 36 in. School year's about 40 weeks with the students, and we don't always do it if it's a short week for a spring break or winter break, those sorts of things. And if we keep the pace of 36 a year, I think we're about 25 years away from hitting 1,000. I don't know if it'll go that far, but... Who knows? Maybe that will be the goal. <laughs> Maybe if I do a thousand of these by the end, I'll get better at them. Who knows? So that's kind of thought that was interesting. We're in the triple digits, so we're going to be in the triple digits for a long, long time. But this is Family Time 101, and we're talking about social situations. For our social emotional learning competencies, we're back to relationship skills. And relationship skills are difficult. It's something that we talk about in class all the time. And my students tend to realize that our social interactions have changed. Have changed a lot really over the last, last couple generations. But even the last generation, it's changed a lot with social media, with our constant connectedness. And I am not a person who's against social media, who's against cell phones, who's against the connectedness. That's the world we live in now. And I think it's so important to address how we still maintain relationships, how we still develop social skills in our contemporary environment. In an environment that has changed a lot in a short amount of time and will continue to change very rapidly. So we're talking about relationship skills. And the first thing we're going to discuss in class, I'm going to ask my students to identify social situations they find challenging. And a lot of my students have brought this up, especially because we're able to so readily communicate via digital means, which can be a very good thing. I like being able to connect with friends that live great distances from me. I like being able to communicate with people on Zoom. I like being able to shoot somebody a text. I like all of those things. I even like the connectedness of a lot of the social media applications. Those things are great if we're controlling them and they're not controlling us. But because we spend 
so much of our time in those digital arenas with our communication, a lot of my students have brought up struggles they have with face-to-face social, social situations, with things like social anxiety. That's something that warrants addressing. Part of it is, is growing up and finding our place and finding our groups and a part of growing up is feeling awkward sometimes and trying to figure out where we belong and where we feel empowered and those sorts of things. But because of that, it is something that we should be addressing, we should be teaching, we should be talking about. And that starts with a conversation of what are social situations that make us feel uncomfortable. I think when I was younger, when I was in high school and maybe to a lesser extent in college, but at times in college even, and I'm talking up through that time, certainly in elementary and middle school as well, I did feel some of those social pressures to fit in, to act a certain way that I felt would be well-received, to behave in a way that I felt would be palatable to the largest group of people, sort of like a utilitarian approach to my own personality, that like trying to trying to be funny in a certain situation or trying to go with the crowd in some ways. I, I think from an outside observer, even when I was young, I, I kind of walked my own path. I would try to do my own thing. But there was always kind of the undercurrent of how is this going to be perceived by other people? I, I liked to push boundaries. There is a part of me that always wanted to go sort of against the norm and not go with what was popular. But I still always had, and to an extent have, that desire to be accepted. We all have that need for a sense of belonging. But what I found sometimes was I was maybe, even in just small ways, not reflecting how I truly felt or maybe what I truly believed about something because I was trying to go with the flow. I was trying to trying to manage this the social aspect of life and that can be really hard especially when we're young we're trying to find our group and i don't know that i don't i don't think it ever really truly 100% goes away there are still times where i feel like i don't fit in with certain social situations I have gotten more comfortable in just not fitting in with some social situations. I've gotten much more comfortable as an adult just sort of being myself, 
dressing how I want to dress, acting how I want to act, liking the things that I like, regardless of anyone else's opinion about those things. But I still have times where I just feel awkward in social situations. A lot of it is because many adult, for lack of a better term, adult conversations are stuff that I don't find very interesting. I've talked about this before, but a lot of times you get together a bunch of adults and it turns into a, just a complaining session. People complaining about their jobs, complaining about everything from gas prices to politics to whatever, and I just don't have a lot of interest in those things. I, I gen- generally don't really even believe in complaining because I, be- I think complaining doesn't fix anything. It doesn't solve anything in our lives. It's okay to vent sometimes. It's okay to let out some frustration in a way if it's healthy. But a lot of times we just stack on these negative feelings and we don't, we're not really looking for solutions. We kind of just want to hang on to the emotion that we, that we have and, and we want to almost share our misery and get a connection that way. And that often becomes a lot of adult interaction. And I just don't really get it. I don't really buy into it. And as a choice, I don't want to waste my life on those things. So I still have those awkward social situations. Sometimes I'll get together with a group of peers and people want to vent about their job and vent about whatever. And that's okay. I don't want to, I don't want to be negative towards someone else. But a lot of times I kind of just excuse myself from those discussions. Try not to be rude, but I don't enjoy the interaction. I don't feel like participating those sorts of things. The other things with that is if I'm going to be socially engaged, I prefer to do an activity and I like physical activities. I like working out. I like going on adventures. I like doing those sorts of things. And that's, that's not always, you get to be a little bit older and not everybody, not a lot of peers are always going to do those sorts of things. So I still have times where like socially, I'm kind of like, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't really feel like I fit in here. And it's been a long process trying to come to grips with that and be okay with that and just be okay with and sort of embracing that like, okay, I maybe am an oddball in some of these things, but that's what makes me who I am. And the people with whom I am close, my my family and my friends who I really care about and who I know really care about me, they like me because of who I am. And it took me a long time to realize that the people I am most drawn to tend to be the people who are unabashedly themselves, who are just true to who who they are and what they believe that are originals. And I kind of realize, look, I'm drawn to that. I think other people are drawn to that too. So I can be myself and that can be interesting and that can be enough. 
And I feel like that has given me a leg up in a lot of social situations. That being said, the other thing I want my students to consider this week are what are some things that help you feel comfortable in social situations. And if you really struggle with social anxiety, maybe you haven't found anything yet that helps you feel more comfortable in a social situation. But that's why we want to start talking about it. I want to give you some things. Or I want to help you find some things that will help you feel more comfortable in your social interactions. And it could be a lot of different things. Sometimes it's just finding the right group of people to connect with. Sometimes it's... I, I remember... And I still do this a little bit. I feel like in a social situation, especially a new social situation, if I'm interacting with a bunch of pe people I don't know really well, <clears throat> I like to be kind of a, a conversation filler. Especially when I was like in high school and college, I like to hang around some people who are good conversation starters, who could get the ball rolling with anyone. And then I felt I was pretty good at jumping in. Throwing in a quip here, telling a story. But I feel socially, I am much better once I get to know someone. I feel that way even as a teacher. That I'm much better once I have worked with someone for a long period of time. Once we've established a relationship. And that just takes time. So something that helps me is realizing that like, oh, this is a bit of a process. That it takes time. That it's going to maybe... I've often, I've spoken at different things and there's sometimes I struggle with that a little bit, not just with the nerves of like speaking to a new group of people, but kind of like, well, how do I, how do I try to button down everything that I want to say into this short thing? I feel like I'm much better in the long term. So I kind of have to come to grips with that a little bit. They're like, okay, well, I'm just going to... Be true to my message, be true to what I do, and kind of keep plugging along, and hopefully it continues to connect and build and those sorts of things. So there's a lot of other things we could talk about. We're going to have that discussion this week. But I want all of you thinking about social situations. And when do you feel uncomfortable? What are things that help you feel comfortable? Because we still, human beings, we are social creatures. That is why we gravitate to things like social media. That's why we belong to teams and groups and organizations we need a sense of belonging a sense of connection we fill it in different ways and some of us have different levels of that need but it's there and i want all of you to be as comfortable connecting with people as possible so that you can share yourself i've said it many times but whatever you have is there for a reason this your dreams, your goals, your skills. You have something to offer and it was given to you so you could put it into the world and share it with other people. And that's a social thing. That's, that's a social interaction at its best when we're sharing a bit of ourselves and using it to lift up and empower others. Until next time, much love. Mm -hmm.